friends and welcome welcome to virtual strangers episode 134 i'm your host wes with me as always my good friend roots roots everything all right man uh you seem a little i don't know a little off did you get a haircut ah no no i didn't i did trim above my mustache a little bit ow you mean my black eye dude yeah dude it looks like uh it looks pretty serious dude does it hurt yeah it's pretty tender dude um it's crazy man i i went to the store and it's gonna sound crazy too but i ran into somebody they um refuted the fact i I told him i was a wizard when you say you ran into them do you mean like you physically ran into them no i didn't run into well their their fist ran into my face but okay so i offended them uh somehow i told them i was a game cat wizard and they said i wasn't and i said i was and they said no you're not and then they punched me and i was like fuck man if they would have just looked at my face they would have seen i'm a game cat wizard bro <laughs> so i was a little offended and uh yeah so but I, something tells me the pain will go away almost as quickly as it came yeah it looks painful dude i bet when they hit you you said meow i meow, said that hurt <laughs> i said oh well done sir well done uh it's awesome dude the, the miracle of technology this is the future that zuckerberg's promising all of us and uh now that you you've kind of had a taste of it uh, of being able to go onto the internet and be anything that you want to be now it makes it all worth it right like all the loss of privacy and uh you know all, all the shady tactics on on meta's part now we get it right we understand what it's all about it's all worth it because if i would have known that i could do the show as a fork west i would have done this a <laughs> long time ago bro it's like who doesn't want to be a fork you know what i mean so with me as always my good fork roots <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> when I say my good fork, I mean we eat with plastic, and we uh, we have one metal fork, and his name's Roots. Yes. And he's now my co-host. <laughs> and shiny. <laughs> you are really shiny, bro. Like, uh, I can see your uh, polish. It's coming through. <laughs> I did. I did. I forgot to wear my wrist straps, PD. Absolutely. So I'll be switching. Oh, I'll hello, be changing. PD. I'll be changing Hello, throughout the, the show. I, I haven't figured out what I like to be, but I, sometimes I want to be a chicken nugget, Wes, and that's my favorite <laughs> one so far. So, oh, my kid's gonna love that. Brody's gonna love it. Uh, the the chicken nugget one. Um, yeah, dude, it's twenty twenty one, right? If you identify as a chicken nugget, then bro, yeah, be a yeah. chicken nugget. Nobody gives a shit, man. Nobody even cares. Yeah, absolutely. That might make someone hungry though. <laughs> well. I mean, what are you going to do? That's their <laughs> problem, right? That's all right. Uh, anyway, thank you, friends. Thanks for uh, showing up and hanging out with us during Virtual Strangers 134. Um, dude, six weeks it's been. Six weeks since we've even looked at the VR news. And what I mean by that, I mean that quite literally. Like, uh, since uh, November 28th, I haven't even really loaded upload before this morning. Uh, so there's a lot to catch up on, right? Yeah, that's crazy, dude. And you were even, so you want to extend that time to two months, right? For next year, you want to give us a <laughs> leave a little bit bigger buffer. It's crazy. Well, I think, 
I think next year, maybe, maybe we should do a little bit shorter of a show. <laughs> I think we could, I think we could still manage all the giveaways in, uh, and, and keep it under eight hours. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. PD wants me to wear the chicken nugget and say, we, we did it. I didn't know I was deep <laughs> there for a second there. Well, all I can say, um, is I, I per personally do not have a crispy golden brown uh, uh, <laughs> delicious coating mm -hmm. and uh, kind of makes me think that you feel like you're better than me. You think you're better than me? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think everybody thinks they're better than me as a chicken nugget. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Chicken nuggets are delicious, especially when you got the right sauce. That's true. It's magic. That's very true. Although I don't know that that's all chicken in there. I'll, I'll just say that. Like, it's good. Tastes good going down. Um, is it chicken, though? Really? I didn't know chickens had nuggets. Yeah. Same. Well, and it's not. I don't know, man. If it was going to be any nugget, and uh, I don't want to offend myself, um, it would probably not be McDonald's nuggets. But just because I am a chicken McNugget, not Donald McDonald nugget, so... That is true. I guess it, it's all about the context of where you're eating at. Like Chick-fil-A nuggets are, mm. are excellent. Tasty. Yeah. Anyway, uh, lots to talk about this week. Obviously, having taken all that time off, there's, there's plenty to catch up on. Um, before we do that, though, let me see if I can remember how we do this. I think we're supposed to do something first. Mm. Oh, yeah. Let's say hello to our friends in chat. Paradise Decay. Staying up past his bedtime, bro. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for staying awake to uh, to come and say hi. We assume that that he's just staying up to come and hang out with us. He's totally not editing video right now. There's no way that that's even possible. I uh, I bet it's a Vorpex video or a um, a mod video. Well, he is the Vorpex guy. Vorpex, Vorpex, God of War, right? Pity yep. you're gonna be playing God of War in Vorpex because God of War just came out. Roots um on pc so yeah. uh it's time for uh we'll give a week two weeks tops and we'll have full-fledged vr mods for sure <laughs> it's coming that fast now right it seems like it certainly seems like it man that doesn't take these guys very long anymore yeah absolutely uh anyway uh mepper joining us what's up bro as is onakazi and wolvraza wolvraza says dip it all in mashed potatoes <laughs> okay. Well, VR Spry guys, own, bro. VR Spry guys says he's um he's gonna do some frozen nuggets in my in my honor. So. That sounds excellent. I want some too. Um, wife, the wife is in the chat. As is Simplex. Simplex says, "Who the fork was that?" <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Lee VR, he says, "You know who else likes the fork?" <laughs> my mom. Hey, I got one that actually fits with um, a theme you might like, Wes. For a and some people might not like it, but I got a zombie face, you know, so I could be like, nice. yeah, it's pretty Dude, cool. These are really good. They work very well, actually. I'm, uh, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Sim is in the house. Travelman3775, Chi-Town D, Diane Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. Techno Glitch, Laura, Laura hey, uh, in Laura. the house um let's see ev man versus gas oh yeah decepticon mm. is here uh diz the game cat what's up bro and uh i'm pretty sure somewhere up through there is berber cat 
Yeah, he's number uh, one. Who stopped? By, who stopped by to say evening? So, uh, hello, friends. Hello, one and all. Thanks for hanging out. Let's talk a little VR news roots. Let's get into some headlines and uh, banana roots. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do. I, hey, you know, um, when Banana Man uh, won, he, he won a prize last week during the uh, second chance giveaway, and uh, I was I was hoping to get. Uh, a pick a banana man and i was expecting it to look a lot like what i'm looking at right now yeah this is the better banana man because the mouth works really well that's the thing with these things man they can i i, I was impressed because i was messing around with this last night with people in the discord and just some of them how they like can really make it seem like it's a character almost i could dance around and flop my <laughs> who doesn't want to flop their skins or foreskins or i mean skins around Simplex says, "What sorcery is this?" Yeah, Roots is uh, Roots has been practicing his sorceries for some time now, and he's uh, he's uh, obviously leveled up. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit, I think. It's cool. How cool is it that uh, you know our uh, our PCs are able to just spit this shit out like it's nothing? I know. Oh, well, think about it. Just a year or two from now, like there was some on there. Like we took, I took Biden's face and I put it on there, and besides the beard. It was actually, I mean, it's going to be where you could be just about anybody um, not too long from now. And I bet the technology's out there and we just don't have it yet, which is crazy to think about, right? Because they use it in movies, right? I bet there's actors that, you know, we always think, how did they make that movie that they made it seem like that person that's dead is in it, that somebody that died halfway through the movie? This technology, I guarantee they use it, right? Somebody else is mouthing the words and then they take some kind of magical audio to make it sound like the person. It's crazy. Yeah, we'll be watching. Uh, we'll be watching movies in fifty years with uh, all of our favorite dead actors in it, most likely. Yeah, yeah, and you could star in it and be in it. And uh, oh shoot, I just lost Donkey. Dang it, La Ora. I hit the La Ura. Yeah. Have to re, um, re add it. I bet. I bet with that through the magic of uh, virtual reality and the power of computers that we'll we'll get to one day go to a Michael Jackson concert and then say why, why am i here and then leave but we, we'll get to do it that's the point I, you know what would be cool i would love this would be cool um remember the uh captain neo uh thing at, at disney world back in the day that was actually really cool and i think it would be cool to be able to um re do that in your headset right uh just as i paid 20 bucks for it it'd be cool <laughs> yeah man i mean uh yeah, I think that this is kind of, you know, I kind of joked at the beginning about uh, Mark Zuckerberg's vision for the future. But, I mean, honestly, th this is what it's going to be like. You're just going to be able to click into your avatar, and it's going to be very lifelike and realistic looking. You're, you're, you're uh, I mean, the headsets now, the new ones, the ones that are coming, they're going to track your face. Like, not just your eyes. They're going to track your entire face, and this mm -hmm. is why. So that they can do stuff like this inside the headset. Yeah, because that's the thing. If the if the avatar's eyes are blinking with the person and and the mouth is moving, it's going to feel more realistic. You're going to feel like maybe Roots is a donkey. I, I guarantee you guys, I'm not. As soon as I click this button, the donkey will disappear. But you know what I mean? Like it can get so good that it's going to fool us almost inside the headset. So it's going to be cool. You know, donkey, Roots is a donkey, Roots is not a donkey. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to weigh in on that whole thing, but I was just telling Masher the other day, uh, about what a jackass you are. So <laughs> it fits. This, 
proves proves my point. Yeah, I, I think I think it fits, man. <laughs> uh, PD says, uh, "You think I'll have two God of War Vorpix videos out by the end of the week? Guess what, bro? They're out already." <laughs> yeah, I saw you. I saw I saw you going in and out of it, and then I saw you post it. So I was privy to that information, but um, I, I I just know I you're the Vorpix king, bro. Like if if there's a game that can be in there, you're letting everybody know. How was it, by the way? I didn't get a chance to see the video. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know he had one out either. I knew. He, I knew he would be working on one uh, because I'm in the loop like that, bro. P me and PD like this, son. <laughs> uh, but uh, I didn't know it was out yet either. I've been. Uh, I've been like in show mode preparation all day long, and uh, I had about this much sleep, so. Uh, I haven't had a chance to catch up on my YouTube feed yet. Mm, you're getting a lot of snow too, right? You got like four inches yeah. already, you said. That's crazy. Yeah, Mepper is too. Mepper says uh, the storm has arrived. It was snowing and then sleeting. We're supposed to get six or seven inches. You know who loves to get six or seven inches? Oh, yes, he does. And I was just going to type to Delirium Drew. I was going to say, hey, Delirium Drew. But you know what, Delirium Drew? You're, you're not worthy of me just typing it in. I have to fucking say it to you, Drew. Welcome, bro. We love you. Welcome, bro. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it is here. It is snowing. We've got about four inches, and it's uh, continuing to come down. I've already called a called a, a vacation day in the work. Nice. So if, uh, the roads, if the roads are shitty, I'm just going to stay home and uh, and chill with the wife. That's awesome, dude. You know, it's a perfect day to do that. It's nice and snowy outside. Kids can play. You guys can just send them outside. You guys will hang out inside and just chill. Have a, a date day. I guarantee that that's what the my youngest. That's what he'll be up to as soon as he opens his eyes in the morning. He'll he'll want to go out and play in the snow. Ah, uh, that's all because you guys don't get as much as like a lot of places, right? Typically, we don't. We had a pretty bad winter uh, by our standards last year, uh, and we were expecting a mild one this year because we never have two in a row. But so far, it's been pretty snowy this year too. So who knows? That's awesome. Maybe we're, we'll be the new Colorado. Yeah. Hopefully th that'll come with all the benefits of, of uh, Colorado, right? Yeah. Well, you got a lot of people moving here trying to change things. Oh, and that's not the best thing. But uh, I do. Uh, wife showed me a, a study uh, from, uh, from a university uh, a couple of days ago that suggests that perhaps. I've, I've seen uh, it. The, the Rona doesn't bind as well in those who partake in the Colorado time. So I, medicinal I, marijuana is a real thing now, huh? I saw that study as well. Um, and I was kind of intrigued in that. And there's also a study out there, Wes, that um, believe it or not, uh, psychotropics, like people that are on um, like even small amounts of uh, uh, psychotropic drugs, whether it be, um, I don't even know what the hell the, all the, all the names of them are out there. Um, like the cordyceps Z mushrooms no like, like no that. like xanax or um, what is not xanax necessarily but like the uh i guess if you're on depressed right what is it what's the oh name? okay yeah but yeah I, I, yeah I know what you're talking about yeah so um they're, they're, they've been you they've seen that uh there's a lower percentage of people that are on those medications that are also getting it um across the board like every other uh drug doesn't affect it mostly but that's one that it seems to be something that kind of pushes it keeps it from um being able to get in the cells which is kind of cool well you know the the weed immunity explains a lot right everybody thought 
that Joe Rogan was was healthy because of uh, monoclonal antibodies and mm. uh, <laughs> and the uh, ivermectin. Yeah. And it turns out uh, the whole time it was always just the stickiest of the icky that was uh, was protecting him. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, thank, thank God he didn't get into October, right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> anyway, um, that would be cool, right? It would be justification for them to uh, to legalize it at, at a federal level, although I don't think they'll do that. I think they're more likely to do what they've done with everything else that's been uh, shown to be any bit effective and, and you know prohibit it to the X degree because uh, this uh, episode is brought to you by the good people at Pfizer who really <laughs> love us and care about us all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Take your drugs. Um, Mash, th- actually, uh, speaking of Pfizer, Mash is, th- oh, he's not working for Pfizer, but $5. What do you guys think? You're better than me, Wes? I think. This man <laughs> legitimately thinks that he is better than us. And uh, legitimately. Legitimately. You know, I always got funny how, I thought it was funny how Ariel Helwani said that. That's the Ariel Helwani quote. Um, if you think about what he's saying there, when he says this man legitimately thinks he's better than us, doesn't that when taken literally mean that he actually is like, if it's legitimate, then, then that, that means that it's correct. Right? Like he legitimately thinks this, which means he it's actually true. (laughs) uh, I always thought that was funny. Yeah. Very well. Very well. Could be, be the way it is. Right. Look, you can still see Mash's cup until it goes into my face. Uh, Wolverza says shrooms they've been trying to use medically. I know, yeah, actually, uh, they've been using psilocybin mushrooms quite effectively to fight depression, uh, medication resistant depression. Um, you know, a- ask anyone who, who microdoses or, or takes, um, and I don't want to turn this into the drug podcast. I mean, mm. we can do a whole new channel for that if you want. But if you ask anyone who uses that stuff regularly, they'll all tell you the same thing. And it helps you get your Mm -hmm. psyche in order. It helps you face things that you're repressing and deal with things that are depressing you, even if uh, they're they're conscious or unconscious things. So, yeah, it's been used in studies at Harvard and a lot of other places to uh, to combat depression. And it's rather effective from what I understand. Yeah, it's true that he thinks that. It's not true, act, truly actual. Yeah, right. Very true. Leave it to Onakazi to, to know how to play the words exactly true the way they are. That's right. Very true. Legitimately. 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 You know what I think about Onakazi? This man legitimately thinks that he is better than us. And he's probably right. He legitimately. Legitimate belief. <laughs> legitimately. Anyway, let's let's stop talking about drugs and uh, and semantics, and let's hop into some headlines here, dude. Because I don't know if you heard, but Apple's mixed reality headset is reportedly delayed until 2023. This is coming from a Bloomberg report that states that the company is having uh, trouble internally dealing with the uh, the challenges that come with putting together such, uh, you know highly uh intricate technology uh apparently they're having trouble with the uh, cooling systems getting everything to run and not throttled due to heat um it just goes to show roots that it's not as easy as everybody thinks right you can't just jump in on 
uh, at the last minute and decide you're going to be a VR company, Microsoft. I'm talking to you. Um, but uh, yeah, surprised here? No, no, I'm not surprised here at all. I, I mean, there's just a lot of things that, like you said, they thought they were just going to come swooping in and, and be able to crank it out. Um, and it's good. It's, it's I saw somebody on Twitter actually saying this, and I, I kind of agreed when I read it that it was like a gift to Meta, right? I was like, here you go, Meta. You know, like, yeah, take your time. So, um, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, I guarantee they they take the pedal off, uh, take the foot off the pedal a little bit with Cambria now. They have a little breathing room because that's what that whole thing was about, right? Like, they weren't going to put out uh, a new headset this year. And uh, and then, you know, the Apple thing got announced. Now, all of a sudden, they, they are going to put a new one out that has all the same features that the Apple one has. And, oh, they, they mentioned that it's going to be uh, a little more expensive like the Apple one is. Um, now they don't have uh, to kind of push it out, uh, which it'll be interesting to see. I still do believe that we'll see it this year, um, but I don't think that it's necessarily a lock. I think that if they decide last minute that they'd like to pack in some more features, you know, delaying uh, something people don't quite understand when it comes to hardware delays uh, the longer you can delay putting your product out, your hardware out, the bigger your profit margin is going to be. And the reason why is that the technology, the components that make up any kind of device like this, you know, Cheaper. they decrease in value over time. The technology becomes more uh, easily obtainable and, and uh, cheaper to manufacture. So um, this very well could just be a cost saving measure um, by Apple, but uh I believe what the article says is true. I believe that that they're having issues manufacturing these. Well, well being able to put together a, a final design that's mass producible uh, and, and works well. I'm sure it works as it is, but it, it could be a lot better. And Apple, you know, say what you want to about them and their policies. Uh, their products are not garbage. They're, they're good products. And uh, I expect when this Apple headset comes, whether it be this year, next year, or the year after that, it's going to be uh, it's going to be nice, nice hardware. Yeah, I agree. Do you think it has anything to do with the next um, article that we're about to talk about? Because I, I when I yeah. read them back to back, I thought, ooh, maybe it's you know, maybe they're just not ha- they don't like all the people that know what they're doing are fucking bailing ship because um, Meta's putting on some some really uh, some really heavy handed stuff right that uh that you're absolutely reading me 100 correctly sir there is no accident that the next headline states quote hiring spree sees microsoft and apple employees go meta so uh it might be a little bit hard at the very last minute if you're a company like apple who wants to kind of shore everything up and, and hit a certain launch window it might be difficult if all the best people have been gobbled up by your competition and that appears to be exactly what this article states that uh you know meta in their uh infinite and overt push to establish the metaverse and control the uh, future the direction that it takes uh they're, they're putting their money where their mouth is they're buying up all the resources and just ask negan people are a resource mm. and uh they're they're gobbling up all the people as well yeah 
Well, and I was reading the article on that. I was talking about that the main guy from, uh, was that one of the people from HoloLens went over to Meta and they're now the head of their AR. And I'm thinking, man, dude, like those are big jumps. You know, you, you bring in that guy and, and granted that whatever they've des designed over there, they can't, you know, mess with, they can't, you know, take that technology, but, and move it over. But what they can do is, is tell them how they did it or figure it out in a different way themselves. And, and so I think that they're making moves to, to make their, uh, their AR, AR stuff amazing as well. So. They're not going to be denied, bro. Like they're going to be the market leader in this. They've invested too much. They're all in. The only thing that could possibly even come close to derailing them. Now the market itself won't, won't derail what Meta's trying to do. The only hope for anybody else is that uh, Jeff Bezos calls his friends at the United States federal government and you know this antitrust stuff ends up taking uh, meta down uh but i don't think the 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 natural any kind of natural market forces is going to be able to to stop them they they're the they're the big stack at the poker table right now and uh, they can go all in uh or they can put you all in without using uh you know a quarter of uh of the chips that they've uh managed to collect at this point yeah facebook doesn't need to be around you know what I mean? Like this whole thing is, is you talk to MASH, you know, MASH, who was at that CES, who said every single industry is pushing the metaverse and look around at all the, the advertisement they're pushing, pushing. This is happening. It's happening faster than I ever thought it would happen. Um, the NFTs, everything, all of this shit, they're pushing us very fast, very hard. And then at the timing of everything where people are locked up and they really can't travel the way they want. And it seems like things are going to get, Another round of lockups again, maybe, well, at least in this country, we haven't seen it, but other countries already have. Um, and so it's a perfect time. It's a perfect time to have this metaverse come into place. It's that we need the dystopian escape now because the world's becoming this dystopian nightmare that uh, Ready Player One talked about. And, um, and so I just think that, I, I don't think that you can stop it. And I, like I said, I think Facebook is the face that's kind of going to take the brunt of everything in a sense of the negativity and they'll be pushed to the side and everything else will just kind of blossom into whatever it's blossom going to blossom into but uh this is happening you know so sign me up bro give me my tesla suit and my pimax 12k mm. and uh we'll we'll just live in the metaverse forever you don't even need the tesla suit elon will give you the chip you just put it in your brain that's the next step and oh, then you won't even need dude. the vr headset anymore because there'll be no more friction and one day you'll you'll think you came out and you didn't and you'll still be in there be trapped forever and you know who knows the potato knows dude idaho idaho knows <laughs> predictions you think that uh you think in 15 years that uh people are going to be wearing diapers uh just so that they don't <laughs> ruin their jeans 15 when they're years into the matrix ah man i think they'll probably be doing it next year oh well diapers are a little <laughs> expensive hard to get come by um i don't know it's, it's crazy right that's uh that's definitely a very to me it's it's exciting it's cool and it's sketchy as hell because the thought of putting a chip in my brain um that was designed by a billionaire that's for my good um i, I don't know i don't know if i trust but we'll see you know because it's ha I, I think it's gonna happen we'll have, we'll have to see what the what the porn's like right yeah i mean that could convince, there you go that could convince us all right well and anybody that ever watched star trek and didn't go there with in their mind with the holodeck is lying now, I don't know if you ever thought this, Wes, but 
who had to clean that sucker? Do you think they had to clean it out? It, like, because if that was your job to clean the holodeck out, I quit. I'm out. I'm not going on the starship <laughs> forever. Uh, but they've got one, dude. They've got a guy. They got a guy. Part time on on the weekends just to uh, <laughs> keep everything sanitary. Yeah. That's uh, Alex VR joining us. What's up, Alex? What's up, Derail? Uh, Alex says, hello, Roots. Good to see, or hello, friends. Good to see Roots in his purest form. So You, uh, you haven't even yeah. seen me in my purest form because there's some weird forms. I've got some very <laughs> bizarre stuff going on in this house here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, appreciate you, Alex. Thanks for stopping by and checking out my freak show of a uh, camera here. Uh, there else says I'll live in a stack next to your roots. So, uh, well, yeah, that's cool. Hey, okay. So tell me this, say if you're in the pods, would it be that bad if you could like just reach out and hold hands with somebody and then we're, we're still in there. We're still wrapped in, but at least I could know, like I got a physical touch of somebody in real life. Yeah, it'd be nice. Well, you know, I'm sure we'll have sensors on us though that'll be able to tell us that stuff uh, when we come out of the metaverse. Like you received three uh, physical contacts while you were away. <laughs> would you like to? Uh, would you like to send thank you emails to the uh, the person, the people who uh, blessed you with their presence? Yeah, I agree. I think that would be cool. Uh, anyway, um, I think you kind of nailed it a minute ago. I think, uh, I think that the, the big all in push, you know, I think that was a useful analogy that, that Facebook is kind of the, uh, the big stack right now and they're using their money and their influence to put Apple all in, to put valve all in, to put Microsoft all in all of these different companies. Now the, the metaverse, the rush to, for the metaverse is on. And it's largely because Meta is forcing it to be on. But uh, you can see evidence of it everywhere, including our next headline. 31 XR projects received grants from Epic Mega Grants in 2021. So over $100 million allocated by Epic Games to uh, ARVR development last year. And... Um, I, I love to see stuff like this, not only because of what Epic represents as competition in the space, um, but I mean, this, these are the unreal people, right? These are the unreal five people. Uh, not only uh, is it good for us mm. that they're supporting um, VR and, and, you know, it's going to have vast implement or vast implication through implementation in uh, unreal five, but I mean, people will forget that, you know, it was Epic that brought us Robo Recall and we could have other similar great titles in the very near future from Epic Games in VR. Uh, and, you know, I'd like to also point out that uh, Sony owns a minor stake in Epic Games as well. And there's a lot of partnership there. So um, good things all around for us VR lovers if uh, Epic is all in. Are you, are you talking about the Epic that Jarillo hates? that says is evil and he'll never get the store and all the people that say steam is the best and steam does so much for dude i saw this thing on twitter today and i man i wish i i don't know who the guy was but it was like he threw out this thing about how facebook how how much they've done for vr and and everybody and it was like the way he did it he got everybody discussing it and it was like everybody was it was he he, he kept countering everybody's argument and how much facebook has done for 
for VR. And, and I would say the same thing for Epic, man. Like Epic's not just sitting on their hands. They're doing a lot for VR, not to mention their new engine that's just about to blow us all away, right? I don't know. Dude, have you seen some of the, the flat games that are about to drop that are being developed in uh, Unreal Engine 5? It's nuts. Like the Stalker sequel looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's I just think this whole thing is it's going to be crazy. We're going to be blown away by this. It's going to, and we've said it before. Um, we've even seen with just some of the uh, tricks that they've been able to do with the, the past thing, past uh, engine. It's going to make all the indie devs that much easier, that much able to do phenomenal things and we were even saying that or i was saying that in that game we played last night you know i, I guess it's not it's an indie but it's it's an ip uh, i can't remember what the name of it is um that final space yeah final space but you know like the physics are there like you can't your hands can't go through shit like that's starting to become a, a thing for every game right and that's just one little small aspect of, of vr gaming that is changing in the positives and uh, i think we're going to see way big cha bigger changes coming up soon yeah, had fun during our live stream yesterday. I mean, that, that's not the most uh, complex game in the world. It's rather basic in many ways, but it just goes to show mm. um, the need in the space for good co-op experiences, right? The fact that you can get in there with three of your friends and go on a nice little two-hour campaign blowing away uh, aliens together. Uh, I mean, it was a good time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially coming from somebody that um, was talking shit about it for to you and, and Mash just be, just from the video. I fell prey to what we always tell people not to do: to go into the headset, check it out yourself. I said it's a it's a, a wave shooter, man, simple wave shooter. And then I get in there and I'm like, oh my god, the, the the character models alone blew me away, and the gameplay actually was fun, and it had a nuances to it that uh, made it challenging and i wanted to continue to play and that's my biggest thing in most vr games is is if it's not deep enough i i don't feel compelled to keep going and uh, i was i was i was actually really surprised with that game yeah no jank no jank right it, it just worked everything worked uh with the exception of the uh that first lobby we tried to get into we had to cancel it and do another one but everything worked uh again really the only complaint i had was the movement speed and i'm sure they'll fix that uh soon yeah absolutely i didn't check gandalf i need to type that in there and see if it works if it's out there uh derail because if it's I, I can't i guess people make their own i don't know how to do it um but that'd be cool you shall not pass. Ooh, there is a gandalf but i don't know if it's gonna actually be anything let's see oh hey there it is there it is roots roots off roots off the red-nosed wizard yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good call, bro. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, with, with regards to the uh, VR and the metaverse and the ecosystem that's being built in all sectors right now, we call it the metaverse, but truth be known, it's the metaverses, right? There, there are many of them, and what we hope will happen one day is that uh, the connective tissue will be built between them all so you can kind of surf and it will eventually become the metaverse but right now we just have all these different metaverses and that's okay as long as you know how to access the ones that interest you then uh, it should be a good time uh, we, we mentioned it with this last thing that that there's investment coming in from uh, from everywhere and again the next headline ju just more evidence of that amaze VR secures 15 million dollars 
to bring immersive concerts to VR. And, you know, um, we saw the promise of, of things like this this past summer with the Muse, uh, the, the Muse experience that was uh, on, on display in Stageverse. That was friggin' amazing. And it was using tech that's years old at this point. I can only imagine uh, if there is a real initiative and a real push to make more of that sort of thing. And that's exactly what this is, um, that the next iteration of it's going to be even more impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it said that it was that 9K cameras are using now. I was reading in there. I mean, it's the technology yeah. is, is, is out there. And we've said that before, but now the money's coming. And so that's where the $15 million is going to come into play. I think they're going to upgrade all their equipment. And so you should see everything get even to the next level. And it's already there. That's the funny thing, right? We saw a video that was three years old and it was really good, right? So, yeah. Yeah, and I know a lot of people might have tried it and noped out really early because that first shot from the balcony is uh, is a bit blurry. Um, but the, that stage verse uses dynamic resolution. So basically you just have to give it a, a few minutes to Buffer, and uh, after that, everything got very, very clear. And uh, I just I had a blast uh, checking out Muse, and uh, hopefully, you know, live music in VR is uh, something in, that's going to come to us in the very near future, uh, because it's kind of um, one of the things that I miss the most about my old life was uh, you know going to catch live shows. It so, will. Uh, hopefully, this works out. It will because this is it. This is the thing. Even if um like all the venues are starting to become you know like conditional whether you can uh, uh you can go to begin with um and then everybody that say could go is too scared to go um and so it, it makes sense that the next the next um step would be concerts in mass um you know what i mean like and it's a way that they could charge people and they can get people to pay 20 bucks, man. They're, everybody's used to paying like 70, 80, $100 for these shit seats. Now you can pay 20 bucks from everybody across the board. That, and there's no, I mean, like there's no way that you don't have to get the, the stadium or any of the over, overhead, right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a money. It's, it's a lot of money. I'm distracting I'll myself with windows. If, if it's done well, I'd drop 20 bucks in a heartbeat, dude, to, to, to see something like that in VR. I just this past week bought uh, two tickets to see Deftones and Gojira in Cincinnati uh, the week after uh, the wife and I have our 22nd wedding anniversary. And uh, just those two seats, um, after all the bullshit got added into it, it was over $150 to buy those two tickets. Um, wow. And, you know, we're not we're not talking about going to see elvis here right <laughs> you know well, you know yeah well it's crazy but i mean it's it is what it is right but if you could pay 40 bucks and you could have a better experience from your own living room and you didn't have to um you maybe you could watch it several times or you know maybe it'll be only be one live only you know just like anything else so yeah spry guy has a good point who pays for parking bro like uh yeah, I wonder how they're going to translate all of the scams of the physical world over into the, the digital space. They'll, they'll find a way, I guarantee it. Dude, this blows my mind. And if this happened to anybody, I'm sorry, I don't want to offend anybody, but 
I read this story the other day and it's talking about people getting scammed at parking meters, like scanning a QR code. People are just, they want to scan every fucking code out there. And it's, there's no, there's no code on there, dude. Like there's no QR code. And so you're, who knows what you're accessing and, and giving your card to. Uh, it's weird because there's a place for your card to slot in. You know what I mean? So the, 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 the QR code, I don't know. I just think sometimes people get scammed because they just, they're, you know, com- common sense is, is dead. You know, that that's one bit of technology that I never got into using. Like I never, I still don't have a QR reader on my phone and I never saw like the, the point in it. Like, yeah, sure. I, I can go to websites without typing the address in, but I don't, I'm not, I don't surf the internet like that, bro. I only go to websites I want to. Um, I didn't think it would catch on the way it did, but it has, but still I don't use it. Mm. And, um, they're you know, forcing people all about it. But, they're forcing people. Yeah. Have you noticed that if you go to a restaurant, uh, at least it's, most of the, the menus are gone and they say, scan, scan the QR code to get your menu, uh, on your phone and order. And so you have, they're getting, they're conditioning people to get used to these codes. Uh, yeah. It's a, your meal will, will cost, um, Six ninety nine for the first minute, ninety nine cents each additional <laughs> minute, right? Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, anyway, um, the race to build the metaverse is on. Uh, as we often like to demonstrate, money coming into all sectors, uh, and it's a double edged sword. We all know that that, that there's going to be a lot of bad that uh, comes with it. But the the point of uh, you know, what we're doing here is to point out there's going to be a lot of good come out of it, too. There's going to be competition in the VR space. Mm. There's going to be VR concerts, a lot of good stuff. There's going to be AAA VR games uh, coming through all this investment. Um, we really are about to get into the golden age of VR, and uh, it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. Hershey Kiss Roots. <laughs> yeah, Hershey Kiss. I'm derail says I'm throwing out uh, Illuminati, dude. Okay, so this is the truth. Like, Wes and I, we want to grow. So you, you have to embrace Illuminati <laughs> to grow in 2022. Yeah, we we figured out why we just have uh, 1.5K <laughs> this, this far into the game, and uh, we're, we're all about it, bro. This triangle right here is going to bust us into 2K. No problem. <laughs> we're about to break out this year, bro. About to yeah. break out. Uh, Simplex says QR is simply convenience. Well, you know, you can look at it however you want, but you know, I'm seeing a lot of the the physical things in the real world disappear to this to this digital age of QR codes to the point where I can't even have a physical menu to look at anymore. Um, I, I guess we can see what we. I don't know. I, I I'm dragging my feet. I don't want to um, scan everything. I, I like the the way the simplicity of actually having something in front of me when technology fails, like it always does so that's good that that, you know and this is a conversation for another day uh but i do i am hesitant to fully embrace the digital age because i don't see the uh, governments and regulatory bodies uh forcing people to construct uh, a failsafe with it right there needs to be a failsafe if we're going to be completely reliant on on uh technology during mm. the digital age there, there needs to be a failsafe when it all crashes because it will inevitably there's going to be problems someday and and we need to not uh you know have to revert back to the stone age when that happens yeah 
put uh, put all our eggs in one basket, right? That's not a, usually a good idea. They I won't. Agree. They won't even protect the power grid, dude. Like the power <laughs> grid is is freaking hundred years old at this point, and they're they're doing nothing to protect it. All, all we have to have is the, the sun get particularly pissed off one day, and then nobody shit works. All you know, all of a sudden, and and we're due. Yeah. We're due for the sun to have that day. So, uh, yeah, and, it's extremely short-sighted. And there's technology uh, that could protect, can't, they have the technology to protect it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just have to implement it. So there, there's an infrastructure plan that I can get on board with to spend $2 trillion on that and you'll get my vote. Yeah. Yeah. See, you know what? This is a one last side note. Remember the days when it used to, they used to run shit by us, the, the average people, like we had a say and stuff. <laughs> now it's like, we really don't anymore. It's like, Vaguely. we're just kind of, on, we're kind of, that. we're kind of on the ride, right? We're just kind of riding along saying, no, where are we going next? So. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll, we'll just keep getting lucky, bro. So nothing bad's ever going to happen. It's just going to all work forever. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, that, that's enough hardware and technology talk in the headlines. Let's get into some game headlines. Battle of Blood, Last Captain Standing, now free to play on Steam. And the reason why, Roots, this is free to play on Steam is because uh, the company, the developer, got picked up by a larger company, mm. which I'm not even sure that they mentioned in the article who the larger company is. Uh, but that larger company brought in native uh, Valve Index support, and uh, they're making the game free to play right now, which is pretty awesome. On Steam, other platforms, it's a dollar. Uh, check your uh, whatever platform it is that you play on. Uh, it's probably on a, a really cheap sale right now if it isn't free. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? That's cool. I mean, that's a good example of why sometimes it's good to have investments. These bigger companies picking them up. Yeah, and this is a good example of a game that, that was kind of ahead of its time. Like, I, I feel like if this game were coming out this year, that it would have probably have a little bit better of a run than it had two, three years ago when it came out. Because there's a lot of first in this one with the infrastructure, with the way that they have the uh, asymmetric multiplayer built into it and spectators can sponsor uh, players. And I mean, there's a lot of forward thinking that went into the way that this game and experience was built. It's good to see that they're, they're at least going to give it one last shot before they shut down uh, whatever servers support this thing. Uh, hopefully a few people get in there and uh, see what this game has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I was thinking something else when I saw battle blood, I was thinking of a different game. I don't know why. And then I started looking at the article and I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this game when it came out. Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool. It's free. Why not check it out? Right. Yeah. It's free, bro. It's a free. And I think you can play it single player or multiplayer, but it's meant really to be a multiplayer game. And again, people can, uh, can follow you through their mobile phones and uh it's it's almost like a game show the way they have it set up and um and it's very interactive with uh, the the spectators if you set it up and play it that way yeah that's true simplex says we're all fucked and i agree because he says we became we we became too dependent on technology we don't understand from decades ago and that's true and uh that's crazy uh, Meow Meow the Gamers Cat says, Wes is my fail save. Oh, yeah, they were talking I about got, we need you in charge, bro. President Wes. No, uh, well, the thing that I would do well if I were the president um, is I, I would understand the things that I don't know about, and I would put 
people who do know about those things in those positions. Mm. That's the reason why um, I've always said I want Dana White to be the president of the United States, and I want Joe Rogan to be his chief of staff because Joe Rogan knows he's an idiot, but he also knows all the smartest people in the world, and he would plug in the best people into each individual category, and um, I would vote for that ticket in a heartbeat. Yeah, it would definitely be a uh, crazy one. Well, you know, it couldn't be any worse. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Sim, right. Sim says the, the talking ice cream has a point. Technology has gone too far. I agree. Uh, I like the talking <laughs> ice cream. I almost feel like tempted to take a bite out of myself, but I don't think I can. So, Eat me, bro. <laughs> Eat me, bro. Please. We are, uh, Spry Guy says that I've got his vote, so... <laughs> maybe who knows maybe i'll run i don't i, I kind of like my skeletons to stay in the closet though I, if i ran for president uh everybody would hate me within a week this is the thing this is the actual reality if people like you that people say and i agree with everything that you're saying this common sense um just ran for something local and we all had people just Constable. a bunch of people doing that and you know what i mean it needs to start local and work its way out i just want logic what i mean and, i agree and, with that I, I agree with that and i think this is the case worldwide not just in our country i think the problem with our world the one main problem with our whole world right now is that it's run by career politicians yeah. and they're all bought and paid for uh the the one thing the only hope we really have of ever correcting the the course of our world is getting people in office who aren't career politicians doctors lawyers scientists People, you know, business owners, teachers, the, these are teachers. Yeah. These are the people that should be making the decisions, not people who have made a career out of wielding power. And, um, that's the last I'm going to say on the subject, but, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Agreed. Let's bring it into VR and make it an amazing. Yeah. thousand percent. Uh, anyway, um, next headline song in the smoke studio won't be making another VR title just yet. So all of you out there who are holding your breath, waiting on more content from 17 bit, not so fast. There was an article that came out last week, an interview with Jake Kazdal, the, the creator and, and, uh, lead creative force behind, uh, song in the smoke. And apparently, uh, they did not have the easiest time making a VR game and uh it's going to be a while they're still sour on it and it's going to be a while before they do anything else in vr sour dude they created one of the most amazing worlds in vr and they're sour you guys should be like jumping from the, the rooftops i guess if it was really difficult though that's easy for the talking ice cream to say right it's just a different yeah it is easy for the talking ice cream to say um it's a different thing um developing for vr and they found that out firsthand uh that it's a whole different medium and uh one of the things they really focused on during uh the, the interview was the lack of feedback you know when the when you put a a uh a flat game out there uh you know in 2018 let's call it because that was when they were doing their last one it was a whole different situation right you you take your flat game out to the trade shows put it out on the floor, a thousand people play it. You got all this feedback. Uh, not the case making a VR game in, in 2020, mm -hmm. 2019. Now all of a sudden the trade shows are canceled. Nobody's going uh, going and, and demoing these games live. And even if the, the trade shows weren't canceled 
are a thousand people going to want to share a headset to, to, to play a game and give you feedback? No. So uh, it's a, it was a completely different situation with them. They had to rely on, um, you know, a handful of people for, for quality testing. And typically, let's be honest, you know, with VR, if, if somebody's doing a good job of beta testing a game and, and giving feedback, that person most likely is a hardcore VR gamer. And if you're aiming for your title to be accessible to everyone and the people that are testing it are only hardcore VR gamers, then uh, you're not going to get the kind of feedback that you need. Yeah, absolutely. People need to be objective. Just have Gamertag join you if you're a developer. He'll tell you straight up what you need to fix, what you don't fix. This is the biggest thing, a couple things that developers could do. You don't have to have the show to have people try it. Um, we watched Dash Dash do an amazing way of, uh, this is the best way you could do it, is, is just having uh, betas and, and having people with uh, questions. Every so often, asking people questions of things, what would you change? You know, however, and let people try your game. You know, and this is the thing. And um, I guess some of the games that maybe they, if people aren't confident with their game, maybe they're afraid to show people, or I don't know what the reason is, but people have to play it. You know what I mean? And uh, there's, that's what betas are for. That's what alphas are for. And, that, um, and if you're doing a beta and you're not changing anything and you're not listening to the community, you're wasting your money. Like, why did you do the beta, dude? The, is the beta free? Because if you're not fixing anything, don't do it. Save yourself some money, man. You know, get yourself an extra Big Mac or something. I don't know. Crazy. 100%. 100%. A lot of these days, a lot of people, uh, uh, when they see a beta, they just think, oh, it's my own little uh, opportunity to preview the game for free. That's not what that's for, bro. <laughs> that's not what they, what the, what, the, there is some responsibility. There should be mm. some responsibility attached to uh, participating in these things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, that, that's exactly why, I mean, and you have an opportunity to help shape the game if you're not giving the criticism. Like even I was even saying one stupid thing in that game we played last night, just one of the, on the sides, you can't put your hand over the panel. It, there's like a wall there. Everything else you can reach over, and it made me feel claustrophobic. And I told Mash, talk to the developer and tell him he's going to tell him. It might not get changed, but it's a small thing. But I think it's a thing that adds to immersion. If I'm if somebody's walking along and they try to stick their hand over so, somewhere they can't fought, walk past, their arm should be able to go over it, right? Those are little things, but those in VR, that's a big thing, I think. So. Yeah. Invisible walls can be very uh, immersion-breaking. Yeah, or like me, if it made me feel claustrophobic, like I, it made me really want to reach my hand over that wall, and I couldn't, and uh, that's not cool for a blueberry. So. <laughs> I agree. Blueberry is especially sensitive to things yes, like that. Very, very. Uh, anyway, moving along to the next headline, and this is where it starts to get a little spicy. Roots. Uh, Valheim VR mod now includes motion controller support. Last week. We had people suggesting that this maybe should be one of the, the mods we check out this week. Mm. And and like clockwork, they come through with a, a, a big update, which uh, apparently makes this thing pretty close to a native VR game now. That's crazy. I'm looking at all the updates here. This is, I mean, that's a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big, huge update to the Valheim VR mod, which, you know, by the way, people were raving about already as it was before so um yeah this one just got moved a couple of notches up on my list 
Yeah, I didn't. Well, see, this is the thing. I kind of forgot about it. I never picked it up when it was on sale. Um, I bet we have access to it. I think MASH has it, right? Somebody does. I don't I'm not sure which one. One of us have it. Yeah, I think MASH picked it up. So definitely we'll check it out. Um, and it's out there now. So we can check it out with, with motion control. Pretty sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure it's ready to go right now. What if you want to play with the old regular, like a gamepad? Will that make Gorilla's um, head spin? <laughs> probably um <laughs> no nah, he, he uh he's too good for gamepad bro only mouse and keyboard that's the, the most immersive way to play vr games yeah like dude unless it's if it's war packs but then if they make a mod for it then it's like it's got to be it's got to be uh first hand first you know get your hands in there no but i, I never was really all that interested in valheim until now no people are telling me it plays like a native vr game now all of a sudden i'm like well yeah, that well, the AAA, cool. it's huge, right? That's a that's a big that's a, a really big game, right? Like that's a game that we can yeah. I mean, talk about. Uh, talk about getting to hang out with your friends in co-op, and then potentially, I'm assuming I might be able to set Wes on fire and or steal his food. I mean, I'm there, bro. There too, bro. I'm, I'm <laughs> so there, and um, uh, it just goes to show what we've been saying all along. These these modders are getting so good. Uh, at what they do it doesn't take them long anymore like it doesn't take them long to to uh to bring even the most triple a of game into vr and make it seem like a vr game uh amazing and uh evident in our next headline monster hunter rise on pc already has a basic vr mod so the this is the initial version of the vr mod for this uh so it isn't fully fleshed out but you can be in the world it's still a third person game you're still playing gamepad but you're in the world and they've effectively done that in a very very short amount of time i do is this one we got for free from epic or i can't remember i i don't know i I don't i know i've heard the game but i definitely uh would check it out is this prey dog huh what's he doing he's i guess he's busy making some more mods here absolutely this 100 is prey dog our the uh amazing uh modder that that is uh bringing us the resident evil mods two three seven eight uh that's all prey dog as is uh monster hunter rise vr mod so let me ask you this because we um i guess there's two thoughts we praise luke ross for his mods and he's he's hiding it behind a paywall and then here's prey dog and he's just like giving it to everybody and he's asking for donations and i'm sure he's getting some he's probably not getting as many as as say lou gross um is getting but so you know which model's right right like uh or are they both right well i would certainly i think i think that the answer lies in between i think that putting it behind a paywall is absolutely what you want to do because a lot of people aren't going to just voluntarily give you money yeah uh now with that said ten dollars a month i don't know about that like you don't have to do that like two two bucks a month three bucks a month uh i think would uh net you a lot of money uh and i think that uh prey dog might want to consider doing that yeah absolutely scion says um i played through all of subnautica vr with the vr enhancement mod uh, shameless plug. Oh, so I, I mean, that sounds cool. I mean, I, I know um, Subnautica VR is one of the best games that I've played in VR. It's definitely really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what that, what, and all that mod entails, but Subnautica has a, a official VR support, right? Like that's a, 
that's not being modded into VR, but I guess is receiving enhancements from the mod. The mod's better. The mod makes it better. I don't know. It probably get probably takes away HUDs. It probably like makes it more immersive, right? Um, it's kind of like the same thing that you do with uh, Risk of Rain too. So. Yeah, there's a lot of mods in Risk of Rain too, and so many more that we didn't even play with. I just um, I just went into it a little bit um, yesterday, and uh, what was cool is I hadn't been in it for a while. I pulled up the Overwolf mod that I use. And it said three of your mods need updated. Do you want to update all? I clicked on it and it was done. And it, you know what I mean? It, it's so good because conflicts happen. And I've had this happen with one of one that was not updated. It says, yeah, this one's, there's a conflict. And then, so you just disable that one. Right. Um, so it's really cool. That's very, very easy and sophisticated. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love, uh, I love it when these mods have those, uh, overarching, um, like programs that handle it for you i wish skyrim had something like that because there's so many great mods for skyrim it'd be great if you could just kind of get them all and plug them into one thing and manage it all from there absolutely science is the free with the optional donation is the way to go and the mod devs make a, a name for them and um him or her self and gets hired by a vr company or this is what i thought um same scenario or even with luke ross and this is what i would be thinking um luke ross and if you're out there, Luke, Luke listening, you're probably already doing this, but like you should be starting your own VR uh, studio. You know what I mean? And I mean, you got the money and I mean, you could, this could spring you into a, like being a huge studio and, um, and maybe your studio only does VR mods, brings games into VR and you're contracted by a certain, you know, I mean, that's just what I was thinking anyway. It'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, there are companies that like Incuvo that do just that. Like most of what Incuvo does is they work for uh, other larger publishers to to bring flat games into VR and make VR versions of them. Uh, so yeah, Luke Ross absolutely could start a studio like that and uh, make quite a good living. Here's the thing, though, he's making so much money from Patreon. It would take something to to kind of bring him off of that i'm not sure he would accept a job well uh at rockstar games or anything like that well you know? this is the thing you don't have to you just create that company and you continue doing exactly what you're doing under that company's banner and you're you're creating the profile and it's building and eventually rockstar comes to you and they say hey we want to buy you and you say nah i'll i'll bring games over for you because this is the thing a lot of people are worried about and i would be as well you know it doesn't matter how talented prey dog is or Luke Ross is, they get picked up by a company that doesn't want to utilize them in the right way. They could just be stuck in a corner somewhere and they could do stuff, but they're not going to do what they're doing now, which is really pushing things forward for the industry, right? And so that would be the way to continue doing what they're doing, have the control, but still be um, bringing amazing games into VR. So, yeah, I'd love to see it for sure. Yeah. All right, and uh, that's going to roll us over to our final headline of the week. Quiet.
You said that we would always be Without you I feel lost at sea Through the darkness you'd hide with me Like the wind we'd be wild and free You said you'd follow me anywhere Through your eyes Tell me who Rhythm Action Game, Avicii and Vector, coming to Quest 2 later this month. And typically, we ignore new rhythm games. Uh, but this one, you know, it, it does something different. And that's really the kind of the, the knock on most new rhythm games, right? That they don't do anything different. Now, this obviously is, is uh, you know, a gamepad game. Really, all you're getting out of the VR version is the presence. Uh, but Root says, I'm watching this promo material and I'm looking at this game. Obviously, it's a very basic in terms of gameplay. But what it seemed like to me was like they took one of those experiences from the wave that we used to like to go into, those musical experiences, and turn it into a game. And, uh, you know, it might not be something that you play every day, but that does look like it could be uh, one of those experiences that wow you visually from inside the headset yeah absolutely definitely uh it looks unique i guess i was saying i mean it looks like something i'd like to check out simplex says that um i'm sus and i'm the imposter <laughs> i i am not the imposter i promise Sim simplex just don't turn your back on me you might die <laughs> dta stone cold told us all so uh yeah dta you know, <laughs> son of a bitch yeah um but no, I think this looks cool, man. I think that, um, I, I don't remember, was it Glitch Mob? It reminds me a lot of that Glitch Mob experience we did in the Wave. And uh, even if it is just a, a basic old school rhythm game in terms of how it plays, uh, I think visually um, that there's some worth here. Hopefully it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. I'd like to check it out. Yeah, yeah I'd be surprised if it's over 10 bucks, but I guess we'll see. We'll find out soon as it's coming to Quest 2 on January 27th. So uh, less than two weeks away. And uh, this one's going to hit the official Oculus Storm. Crazy. All right. That is going to wrap up headlines for the week and bring us into this week's featured stories. Hey Blasters, Dennis from Resolution Games here. We hope you've been enjoying the winter holidays and that you're rested and ready for your next match. Today we wanted to share some of the exciting things we have in store for Blaston in 2022. 
but first, a quick look back to see what we've added into the game since the launch a little over a year ago. With each new update, we've continued to expand the content that's available to players with new avatars, arenas, weapons and more. In our first big update, we welcomed players into the Ozo Lounge, a social space where blasters can meet and chill with their friends as they take a break from their epic duels. Following this, we kicked off Blaston's single-player campaign, letting players test their skills against the ModOps crew for the first time. In September, we released a quick draw update, bringing a Wild West flavor to Blaston in a whole new seasonal mode of play. Finally, last month, we released our biggest update yet that included a new seasonal mode, Arctic Blast, the ability to create your own Blaston tournaments, and the introduction of pass-through play, letting players turn their living rooms into the Blaston arena with the push of a button. With our recent update, we believe that we've hit a new benchmark of what Blaston really is. It's a game that has grown exponentially since its launch. Thanks to the feedback of our community and the creativity of the development team, new features have turned Blaston into something way more than what it was on day one. And we believe that we've reached a point where the price should reflect that. So, starting January 17th, we'll be raising the price of Blaston to $19.99. This price change won't impact our current owners. Only those who have taken the plunge to start their Blaston journey with the content we've released so far. And there's plenty more to come. Here's a look at what is in store for the first half of 2022. In April, we'll launch Blaston Reloaded, a major update that completely reinvents how you play with the addition of weapon attachments. Players can mix and match their customizations and for the first time, making your loadout uniquely yours. Blaston Reloaded will also see the release of graphic enhancements on high-end VR devices, a new seasonal mode, and the introduction of an all-new weapon type that is being developed as our first collaboration weapon with another games development studio. We're not ready to say with who, but uh, if you've played VR games, it's a weapon that you can expect to know and love since before. We think it'll really hit the mark. Expect more details in the coming months. As for the next update following Blaston Reloaded, expect a release date later this summer. We're also putting an added focus on growing the competitive scene for Blaston in 2022, giving our players more opportunities to bring their talents to tournaments and competitions. Be sure to follow Blaston on social media for more on this as it develops. Thanks again for joining us on our journey. We have plenty of new ways to play on the horizon, and even more ideas in store for what's to come. So with that, we'll see you in the arenas. Oh, and join our Discord if you haven't already. Resolution Games has announced several major updates which are coming to their VR dueler Blaston that will add new content to the game. The developer released an official roadmap as part of the announcement outlining the game's most recent updates as well as future content. Arriving on headsets this April, the Blaston Reloaded update will introduce a new seasonal game mode, customizable weapon attachments, and various graphical enhancements designed specifically for PC VR headsets. Resolution is also teasing a mysterious new weapon type developed in collaboration with another game studio. In order to account for the new content as well as future game updates, Resolution Games will be raising the price of the game from $10 to $20, and this price increase will take effect tomorrow, January 17th, Roots. Alert, alert, alert. If you don't have Blast On in your library, buy it now. Because apparently this is going to be something that you're going to want to play. They keep improving it. And tomorrow 
it's going to cost literally twice as much money as it does right now that's crazy dude i have i have no idea uh did you see this christmas special from mr bean i i did not uh, i didn't know mr bean had a christmas special ev man ev man versus gas um yeah no i uh definitely 10 bucks dude it's going to 20 that's crazy that's like um that's just insane i mean that's obviously they've been putting a lot of work into it right yeah man when this game launched it was literally about as bare bones of a vr dueling game as you could get and uh we didn't give it any time man i mean we cover the news you know like we always do but we never did a hands-on with blast on them we've had many opportunities since it uh initially launched to do so and we never have done it it's only just now getting to the point where i'm looking mm -hmm. at it saying this is something i want to play and as soon as i take interest in it they're they're going to double the price so i'm going to uh, immediately check my library after the show today and if i don't have it i'm probably going to buy it uh, because it is just 10 bucks mm. and obviously for all of this stuff that they're promising here uh 10 bucks is kind of a steal right ah absolutely eight dollars on steam right now from what ev man says and uh Sion says, how am I supposed to focus on Wes when there's a turkey with a human face? I, it's making me a little hungry too, Sion. If I'm not, um, I have to remind myself it's me because I don't want to take a bite out of my own face. That would be weird. That's a good point, Sion. And uh, Roots, your giblets are showing. <laughs> oh, God, no. Not my giblets. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, man, but, uh, you know, Resolution Games, we named them the, the Studio of the Year uh during the 2021 show because of all the moves that they keep making uh they're just winning on all fronts and this is just more of that man this is just more of them uh taking the foundation that they've laid down and building upon it and i think that it's incredible the turnaround that blast on has seen and just how uh much depth this game has now uh compared to what it was when they launched and i could have put any number of quotes in the article here i refrain from it um but uh needless to say that they kind of uh they kind of painted the picture of blast on's history as as kind of the textbook early access cycle right this is what you're supposed to do when you launch a game in the early access you're supposed to get you know draw in initial players take that feedback and implement it and build the game that people want to play and i feel like that's what they're doing here yeah absolutely um i agree 100 percent. i think they're they're knocking it out of the park um and traveling man has a good uh interesting point or a thought he says that we need virtual game shows we can be contestants on you get virtual assets as prizes that's a really good idea traveling man i guarantee you 100 that will be a thing um and uh like maybe you could start it somebody I just think that would be cool, right? Oh, these NFT people are going to do it. They're, they're literally invading our spaces. NFT, uh, more and more everything. On, uh, yeah, on a day-in, day-out basis. And those guys, those will be the ones that end up doing it. Like, they'll, they'll have the game show, and you'll you'll win NFTs. That'll be the grand prize. You'll win an NFT. Congratulations. You know what would be cool is if you could be, like, on The Running Man. And you could, you know what I mean? Like you're a prisoner and you escape. That whole show, <laughs> that's common, dude. I could see that being a, a very successful TV show in 2025. Let's do it. Yeah. I ben wouldn't Richards. be surprised if like in like Japan that they are already doing it. Like 
you know, Japanese game shows are weird enough, and there's some there's some stuff in VR right now that seems like it would be on the Japanese game show. So yeah, absolutely. Um, they're probably already doing this over there. Yeah, uh, this, this this is the Arctic update. It looks really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, they've done a lot of work to it already, and th- this thing that's going to launch in uh, April is is pretty much going to overhaul the entire game and make it into a, a game that people want to pay twenty dollars for. Yeah. Well, uh, if you don't want to pay twenty dollars for this ten dollar day game today, um, then get it today, right? Tomorrow exactly it's gonna be right. twenty bucks. Sound the alarms, Ricola! Get out there and get your copy of uh, uh, Blast on. Do it now. Don't wait. You'll forget. You'll forget if you don't do it now. You're gonna forget, and then tomorrow it's gonna be twenty bucks, and you're gonna be like, "Shit, I forgot." Ricola! <laughs> you don't want to miss it. All right, uh, moving along to our next headline or next topic. I should say. Knock, coming soon to Oculus Quest. A lot of hype in the VR space behind Knock right now. Uh, The studio behind the inventive multiplayer VR title Half and Half has announced a new multiplayer VR game called Knock. Due to launch soon on Oculus Quest, Knock looks like Rocket League, played with bows and arrows instead of cars. The upcoming game comes from the multiplayer toolkit company Normal VR, that also makes a multiplayer software development kit for Unity that other VR devs have found to be quite useful. From the teaser, it looks like Knock could easily fit along the other mini, alongside the other mini games in the Half and Half collection, but as of now, it seems like it's going to launch as its own standalone title. In the teaser, we see players flying through the air at fairly high speeds, attempting to score the ball using only their bow and arrow. It's this unique approach to multiplayer game design that has made Half and Half popular among mm-hmm. the Oculus Quest user base. It will be interesting to see how this brand new game uh, concept is going to do in 2022 as a paid standalone game. Roots, uh, we played Half and Half and we enjoyed our time in it. Um, do you think that its popularity is solely based on the quality of the experience or do you think its popularity has a lot to do with the fact that it's free on the quest store um well i mean there's some of the aspects of it that are are good and that some aspects of half and half that aren't um i think the good parts of it are are both you know what i mean uh it's free but it's an amazing game uh, this is definitely rocket league people want rocket league in vr this is looks to be the closest thing outside of that uh one mode in the mini motor racing right um it's definitely unique i mean I, I i'd have to see and get in there and play because one of the my favorite things is like when you're playing rocket league is you're you're back flipping right your car and you're doing all these weird flips to get to 
almost like you're doing a, a backwards bicycle kick with a soccer ball, right? And so that's pretty cool. And uh, but this is different. This is bow and arrow. Or I mean, uh, yeah, bow and arrow. So um, it, it looks cool. This looks like uh, the e the e sport for people who are really, really, really in in debt. <laughs> like those, <laughs> those guys are going to come over here for some recreation time. Yeah, it's very possible. It looks cool. I mean, I definitely I would I, I want to play it. I love Rocket League. Um, and yeah, it looks like and I love archery. Yeah, absolutely. What's that square that they're like? I guess they're somehow a square appeared and it bounced off of it, or is that like a move or something? I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah. It looks cool though. Yeah, it definitely looks intriguing. Um, now, the article, obviously, that we're reading from here, I think it's a VR Scout article, um, they kind of allude to, like, maybe this should have been, or maybe it was Road to VR, um, that this should have been um, maybe part of the half-and-half half package. But I, I would remind anyone, anyone who's played half-and-half half knows there's already kind of a Rocket League-style game on half-and-half half where you're kind of floating through the air trying to score. So it would be a little bit weird to have two versions of that same game in there. Uh, plus, obviously, they think this is good enough to to uh, charge money for it. So, right. um, you know, um, more power to them, right? This is why we do it, right? To make a living? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's. Uh, I mean, it looks good. I think it'll do well. But I guess the only time will tell, right? I think it's going to do well uh, also. And the, and the reason being uh, that trailer we just watched, like people don't realize how important a good thumbnail and trailer is to marketing your VR game. And these guys put together a pretty solid 30 second spot here for, uh, for this game. It makes it look fun. Yeah. yeah and Wolverazza says the gameplay looks great. And uh, archery is one of his favorite things to do in VR and real life. So I think the combination between the two should be pretty good. I wish I had a wizard hat. Do you think if I had a wizard hat on right now, I'd look more a fish, official as um as Gandalf? Maybe not. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, yeah, that's a good point uh, too by, by Wolverizer there because like uh, we saw the uh, the resolution games that they're coming out with kind of their own Rocket League game as well, and it's Ultimax, and you're playing as Max, you know, trying to score the ball, and um, you know, as cool as that game looks, and it does look cool, I'm not really like a guy who likes to play a lot of mech games. Mm. So when I see something like this, that instead of mechs, it has archery, now I'm I'm a little bit more invested. This looks more my speed, something that I would have fun playing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I look forward to checking this out, and um, hopefully we won't have to wait very long. Cool. Uh you know, let, let's stick with the uh, the theme here uh, of esports as we move in to our next news story, our next featured story. Uh, this past week, eleven table tennis announced on Twitter uh, that doubles games are soon going to be supported in multiplayer, allowing three or four players on a single table. Uh, the tweet um, indicates that double support will arrive alongside the upcoming avatar 2.0 update uh 11's next update is set to be a massive one featuring several new features and overhauls of many existing systems alongside a brand new aesthetic the new avatar system features full upper torso support with moving and connected arms uh, a new menu and user interface redesign is also on the way 
which looks to provide much slicker solutions for players with easier navigation. We haven't gotten a release date as of yet, but keep an eye out for further de details on Eleven's Avatar 2.0 update coming soon. So, uh, a lot of cosmetic update to the Eleven um, table tennis game, uh, a complete UI overhaul, streamlining things for players. But, uh, you know, all those bells and whistles are nice, but obviously the headline here, uh, being able to play doubles matches or even two-on-one if you want to, um, I think that's kind of amazing for a game like this to be able to pull that yeah. off, right? Yeah, now it's a four-player co-op, right? Instead of one-on-one. -on -one. And that's one of the, I mean, people that love, uh, I guess you can call it table tennis, you can call it ping pong, you can call whatever you want to call ping it. Pong. I, 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 I call I, it. I call it ping pong. Yeah, I, I prefer <laughs> I prefer ping pong. Um, but uh, four people, that's awesome. And it works really well, it looks like, right? I mean, it doesn't, it looks like it's its definitely uh, full-fledged um, doubles. That's cool. Yeah, doubles ping pong is fun to play. And um, especially if they, they manage to capture that dynamic where you're bumping your partner and trying to stay out of each other's way. Mm. And, um, th that's kind of the fun of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know who else loves to bump their partner? My mom! Uh, yeah, she does. Uh, Chinatown Shut D down. says uh, she just bought 11 table tennis with the Christmas sale. Nice. She also says, you know who else likes two-on-one? My mom! Yeah, she does. Man, she's busy. Busy. Uh, Scion says Forrest calls it ping pong. Ah, there you go. That's true. Well, and Forrest, he's damn, dude. He's good, right? I can't believe I, I never thought that uh, Forrest Gump could be so good. It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, kudos to the developers of 11 Table Tennis for continuing to support your uh, uh, product, which was already, I mean, let's be honest, it was already kind of considered the class of, uh, of VR ping pong, right? So they, they didn't need to do this, and but they did it anyway. And, they're, you know, as far as what we can tell here, they're not doubling up the price on everybody. This is still a very affordable game. And uh, it looks like it just got a whole lot better now that you can bring in uh, an entire party of friends with you. The next step, they need to have like a hall with multiple tables. So you can bring eight, 12 people in the same room, all playing ping pong on their own little individual tables there. And uh, yeah. I'd be down. I'd pay extra for that. That'd be cool, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Hussein X says, I went with Racket Fury back in the days, the other table tennis game, and uh, stuck to that so far. Yeah, people. There, there's, uh, the, there's two camps, right? There's the 11 people and the Racket Fury people, and, and neither side really says the other one sucks. Like, both of these games are very uh, similar yeah. uh, in terms of the, the, the quality level. Um, I think the, the physics in Racket Fury are, is kind of the strong suit of it. It's the thing that uh, people talk about the most with regards to uh, that uh, version of ping pong. But um, people who like 11 uh, point to the, um, you know, the, the realistic nature of it. It seems like a better sim mm. to those people. They seem like they're m more like the real life VR. I'm sorry, the real life. Uh, ping pong experience so um it's cool man it's cool to see that uh all these years on uh 11 table tennis just now really coming into its own well and science got a good point 11 is wise uh making sure people still play it you know 
you're adding something to to the existing game to make it uh, an amazing game already. And Wolf Raza says, and I don't know if this is a good idea. I'm just going to throw that out there for for um, VR anyway. But he said he, he, they used to play uh, drunken ping pong, ping pong, Paul, yeah, ping well, pong um, at Christmas, and it would usually end in injury. And I almost guarantee it would be if uh, you did that in VR. And maybe some throwing up too. I don't know if people like to drink and and VR it up. It's better of a uh, Colorado time thing, in my opinion. I agree. But I mean, mo- uh, that's the case for me in like every situation. Like, if we got alcohol on one hand and then Colorado time on the other, I'm, I'm going uh, Colorado time ten times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. There's no. Uh, it doesn't make you feel bad. Hey, look, my coffee's done, even though it's almost gone. Well, uh, with that said, why don't we um, why don't we move on to our fourth and final featured story of the week? <gasps> a new volunteer? You want to cook for ghosts, huh? Think you can learn a bunch of traditional recipes? First, you need to learn how to get around the kitchen. Cook the tortillas on the comal. When they pop up, tap them down. It's one of my favorite festival snacks. Fresh charcoal will light right away. Julienne a good amount of ginger with a knife into the bowl. A good souvlaki has got to be on a pita. Now remember, cooking should be relaxing. Take your time and pay attention to the recipes. Wonderful! Keep turning until all the pieces are done. Nothing like the smell of roasting cacao. We make it in honor of someone who has passed away in the last year. I cannot wait to try it. Bravo! You've made it exactly the way I remember. Remarkable! You are really taken to this ghost chef job. So here we are. Um, you know, we, we kind of said it before uh, with uh, with the uh, the rhythm game. Like typically, we ignore most rhythm games and, and don't talk about them. I could say the same about cooking games too. There's there's a lot of cooking games mm-hmm. in VR. They're, they're, you know, they're fun for a minute for me, but it's really not my jam. Uh, but here we are covering lost recipes that should tell you something right off the top. The fact that we're even talking about this game uh, should tell you that this isn't your typical cooking game. Uh, with that said, last month, Shell Games revealed a new project called Lost Recipes. This game is a virtual reality cooking experience that adds some ancient cultural flavor. Lost Recipes set to arrive for MetaQuest platform later this month. Uh, But it's not just another VR cooking game. Rather than the modern cuisine that you find in other cooking games like Clash of Chefs, Mm. Shell Games has opted to step back in time so that you can explore recipes from Greek, Chinese, and Maya civilizations. You're a ghost chef in training, cooking delicious meals for other ghosts from these respective cultures. Lost Recipes is all about being authentic and culturally accurate 
so you'll travel through time and step into historically accurate kitchens with authentic ingredients, utensils, and techniques at your fingertips. Heading to ancient Greek, uh, or I'm sorry, ancient Greece, which is uh, during the time period four to five hundred years BC, you'll be able to make pita bread, mold wine, souvlaki. Uh, while you're in the Song Dynasty in China, uh, which w- took place from the year 960 through 1279 AD, um, you'll learn how to steam fish and mm. brew oolong tea. Um, adding further historical actu- accuracy to the experience, the narration will be provided by regionally accurate actors. Plus, Shell Games notes that lost recipes, quote, will grow their players' understanding of how geography and history hmm. have impacted the culinary taste of past civilizations. Uh, again, Lost Recipes will launch as a MetaQuest exclusive on the 27th January 2022 retailing for a meager $15. Roots, I think I might be more interested in this game than any other uh, cooking game that's ever hit VR before. And by saying that, that means I'm interested in it about this much. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's not a competition, right? I'm assuming it's right. not. So right. you're not, you're just learning your, your, that's kind of like what that, um, that calligraphy thing was, um, in a sense, except for it's more just, uh, um, for food. I think it's cool. This is my thing and I'm hoping it is. And it kind of looks like it, like they're historically accurate for that areas too. Like if I'm going to, you know, the the Ming dynasty or whatever, um, wherever, the ancient Greece or whatever, I want to look around and see authentic um, environments as well, or at least what history would tell us is authentic, right? That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of what draws me into this. You're going to learn stuff in this while you're playing this game, whether you mean to or not. Like the, the methods that they that they use here, the focus on geography with uh, regards to cooking techniques and ingredients, uh, you're going to learn something here. And that's kind of the magic of the experience to me. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of cooking games, but I do love time travel. I do love time travel in VR. And that's what you're doing here. You're time traveling back uh, for this cooking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this this is an extremely unique idea. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to see an OG like um, like Shell Games, uh, thinking outside the box, uh, bringing us, you know, bringing us a game in a genre that, that's not the most original genre, but will certainly be the most original game in the genre. Yeah, absolutely. And that, like uh, Evie Man says, uh, he thinks it's going to be more of an educational thing than uh, a game. And maybe it is. You know, this is the thing. All the schools are starting to get VR, and this would be a great thing for your kids, right, to to get them in and, and they're learning different stuff different from medieval times you know like okay you know what would it be like if you were in medieval times and you were preparing a dinner next to somebody on a rack you know um these are the things you could talk about it'd be cool yeah and you know it, it kind of fits for us like our my family in particular this is kind of the stuff we've been into for the last year anyway learning um kind of some of the older methods of uh of, of food preparation mm-hmm. um j- just to be prepared this is a, it's good knowledge to have we we started milling our own grain this past year and, and, and cooking a lot more stuff from scratch so something like this 
uh, actually interest us already. We're already mm. watching content on YouTube, people from colonial times making dishes, old recipes, stuff like that. This is just kind of more of the same for uh, mm. for my family. Mm. Uh, Wolf Ross, I forgot to mention this. I was going to say this earlier. He said that he wishes MASH was here because he thinks MASH would go off about this game. And he says he would be yelling at Wes right now saying, fuck you, Wes. Why? Well, I, I threw that in there. Um, I don't know what he would be yelling at you, but I'll tell you what, he definitely is not a big fan of cooking games, but I think he would, might look at it from the same perspective um, as far as a learning perspective. I think his daughter would like it. Kids like it, you know? So. Well, MASH, for what it's worth, bro, I, just for you, I left out the uh, the Beat Saber story this week. Mm. You know, Beat Saber's, Beat Saber's getting new blocks, Roots. They're getting new blocks. Uh new blocks yeah new blocks wow are they are they lady gaga blocks that's the question they might be they might be yeah (laughs) Uh, anyway onakazi says and if you're not careful you just might learn something (laughs) that's very true Uh, yeah absolutely anyway i think this is cool i think it's a great concept um and i'll probably i'll probably pick this up and check it out man yeah i think it's cool all right, and with that said, that wraps up our featured stories for the week and brings us into the week's reminders. And, oh, brother, do we have things that are out this week? Good to see our friends at uh, Ozway Games re-entering the, the VR marketplace. Uh, of course, this is the studio that brought us uh, Deathlap, uh, an extremely underrated uh, VR battle racer that came out a few years back. Uh, and then they kind of dropped off the map. And I've been wondering this whole time, what's Ozway been up to? Um, good to see that, that, that they have not been sitting on their hands as Anshar 2 is being uh, or Anshar Wars 2 rather is being uh, ported over to the Quest platform in the form of Anshar 2 Hyperdrive. This mm. game comes out on the 20th of January, just a few days, and uh, come it's coming for Oculus Quest 2. Wow, so I, I, this is out on PC, I guess, is what you're saying because I never played it. Did you ever play this? No, but I, I am familiar with it, I, I was aware of the mm. game, but no, I have not played it. It looks cool, man. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely intrigued. Would like to check it out now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not don't have long to wait on that one. Uh, just uh, four days, four Ooh. days, and this one, uh, this one's going to be out. So um, that's crazy. Yeah, definitely stay tuned for more on this one. I I agree. I think it looks cool as well. Yep. 
I'm Hakan from Ion Interactive. I wanted to send a huge thank you to everyone who has helped make Hitman 3 a success this year. I'm proud to announce that the entire World of Assassination trilogy has reached a phenomenal milestone of 50 million players. Through hard work, grit, determination, and sticking to our guns through some rough times, Hitman 3 now stands as the most successful Hitman game of all time. From our development teams in Copenhagen, Malmö, and Barcelona, to our friends in the media, and of course, our passionate community of players, thank you so much. We couldn't be more proud of everything that we've achieved this year. Looking ahead, I'm excited to share the plans for 2022. I want to show you just a glimpse of what our incredible team has been working on for Hitman 3 Year 2, starting in January. PCVR, ray tracing, and elusive target arcade are all coming soon, but that's just the beginning. We are currently working on new maps, new storylines, new modes, new ways of playing, all coming in 2022. And on top of that, we have a few surprises that our community have been asking for for a very, very long time. We're very excited to be able to share these plans in more detail very soon with you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. You know, it's kind of amazing to me that Hitman 3, this, the consensus PlayStation VR game of the year for 2021, uh, here it sits one year after its launch, and it's almost like it's just coming out of early access now. Like, it's coming, uh, I mean, it's been on PC for a while now, but, you know, in, in just a few days' time, this game is going to receive uh, a litany of PC-centric improvements, uh, you know, including but not limited to ray tracing and full VR support with, with full hand presence. Um, I feel like we're about to get a whole brand new game, even though I've spent uh, about 10 or 12 hours in this game already. Well, my first question to you is, do you think you're going to make it past the first couple of levels? Because uh, you spent so much time <laughs> playing the same levels over and over again, which tells you how good this is. I mean, this is one of those games that I went in. I, you know, I played. I was looking forward to playing on PlayStation VR. I bought it. I got the PlayStation Five. It was really cool. But the, the you know, I would have, for me, this is my personal opinion. I would have rather just played Hitman Three, hybrid style on the PlayStation VR without my hand presence. The way the game is, as it is, in you know what I mean. Um, instead yeah. of having the weird hand 
two hands things or even separating and having one hand and just everything about it so th the fact that it's coming coming out with full motion control and like the way that this guy's holding his guns and everything and like you were saying when they were playing the trailer man this is a triple a game three triple a games coming into vr and uh, we're only four days away i'm excited yeah and that's the beauty of being a, uh, an early adopter vr enthusiast is we get games like this now uh and it, it's just now coming to pc and yeah sure it's been out for a year and people on playstation's been able to play it this whole time but i mean i picked this up for for pc when i learned it was getting pc vr support and i didn't pay very much money for it roots mm -hmm. i didn't pay much money for it at all and that my friend is absolutely beautiful because what you said is true this is three triple a vr games that we're about to get in just a few days time and uh i think that this is a hands down uh the early front runner for pc vr game of the year 2022 it's going to be hard to top hitman 3 this year yeah absolutely scion says does hitman have a good story is it more of a sandbox thing it's it's both it's a sandbox thing in a sense you could do whatever you want but it absolutely has a story you're hitman and you're sent to kill i mean they're putting you on different missions and it's very story centric um and so it's it's really good and wolf raza says he heard it's coming to game pass and wants to know if the mods will play with pc vr um with the on xbox game pass guarantee it will if you have pc game pass you're going to be able to play this in vr and uh yeah i heard that as well and i think that's amazing i think it's amazing that people can get shit like this on game pass and mm. game pass more and more every day becomes something that uh is valuable valuable to pc vr gamers yeah absolutely um got vr leg says psvr2 will get this updated with orbs absolutely um that it might be a game that'll probably be on day on launch it's already out there the games already exist people own it um and they'll be looking forward to uh to upgrading to having two hands and it'll be superior because when you get shot in the head or something goes a bullet goes by your head you're gonna feel it right yeah, it's oh. going to be even better, even better on PlayStation 5 when the, when the time comes. Uh, hopefully, we won't have to wait very long on that. But in the meantime, we get to explore this beautiful world. But believe me, guys, there's plenty four of games going around here. Four. By the time that, that this gets on PlayStation VR, I probably won't be halfway through Hitman 2, if, I, if I'm even done with the first one yet. There's so much game here this is so much game well, yeah i'm never going to make it to the end of it well that was my next question i was going to ask you wes is um are you going to start from uh the first one and work your way through all of them or yeah yeah 100 percent. that's what i'm going to do because it is it is story driven it's heavily story driven, driven game now each level obviously kind of has its own mini story its own sub story but they all tie together um in an overarching storyline about your character mm -hmm. and your origins and uh and the power in the world so uh it's a very well done very well done game it was a deserving winner of the game of the year i mean it was almost the overall game of the year and i feel like that if this version had come out a year ago this probably would have been the overall uh 2021 game of the year so the pc version could be 2022 yeah absolutely and that's where i would put my money at today for sure yeah absolutely. i can't wait for this dude. Yeah. i can't wait for it absolutely and um wolf raza says 
roll uh rofl if peeps choose gamepad over hands they're dead to me and uh simplex says well that's a weird uh hill to die on i say it's a weird flex but uh hey you do you bro yeah, yeah that's my stat uh, that's my uh my opinion on the subject you do you you know the spry guy says i'm uh he you just realized else, you know who else will do you bro <laughs> she will she will spry guy says he just realized i'm a, a kashit I don't, I don't know what that is, but um, I'm assuming it must be the uh, wizard cat. I'm a game cat wizard, okay? Because I love the uh, PSVR without pro. And I'm a wizard. want to be a wizard cat, by the way. That's true. That's true. Everybody could be a wizard cat. That would be a weird world, right? Yeah. It'd be like wizard, wizard battle all day, every day, bro. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh anyway anchar 2 hyperdrive hitman 3 both out on january 20th uh but that's not all well we have another uh pretty legit looking release coming out this week as well So, uh, After Dark VR is the latest installment of the subgenre of VR games, which focuses on bringing in popular flat games into the medium, uh, albeit in a generic shell. After Dark VR is basically Dead by Daylight in VR, minus all of the popular IPs that you get when you play a game like Dead by Daylight. Uh, the game is from a studio called Algo Interactive. It releases on the 21st of January into Steam Early Access. Um, you know, one of the things that kind of blew up in the latter half of 2021 is the idea of the co-op or, or asymmetrical multiplayer horror game in VR. People want to experience these scary things together with friends. And uh, this is five-player uh, multiplayer. Of course, one person being the killer the other four being the prey, uh, but it's dead by daylight roots. It's dead by daylight in VR. 
And for it being an early access title, I don't think it looks all that bad, to be quite honest. I think this looks pretty fun. I didn't know this was co-op. This is scary, dude. I don't want one of my friends hunting me down, bro. Why are you trying to kill me? I'm a, a Khajiit, okay? Like, I'm, I'm an innocent Khajiit that uh, loves the Lord. So please. Well, listen, man. Uh, in today's world, Khajiit meat and fur is highly prized in the wet markets of Wuhan. So uh, <laughs> I'm coming for that hide, bro, and I'm going to make some bank. Yeah. Wow, dude, this is actually cool. This is a good, very good premise. And uh, so th this comes out, what day did you say it comes out? 21st, the day after Hitman and Anshar come out, this comes out. Wow. Yeah, this is definitely uh, on my list. It looks like it, it looks really good. Look at the environments. The game like this, the environment's going to make it, right? And so um, I don't know exactly what, I mean, you got the corn, the corn rows, you know what I mean? You got to get from here. I don't know. Are you, do you have to roam from place to place? Are you trying to hide it? I mean, I'm very intrigued on this game. I, I want to uh, the environment's everything in a game like this because you are trying to hide. You are at a disadvantage versus the hunter if it's anything like Dead by Daylight. Mm. But this was a specific game, uh, you have to find four uh, circuit breaker boxes Ooh. to turn the lights on, and uh, that's kind of uh. how you escape. Uh, if it works like Dead by Daylight, the the killer is going to be a little bit faster and, and stronger than you, and um, you're going to have to rely on teamwork. So if you get captured, your friends are going to have to like save you. And that's kind of the point of the game. Ah, that sounds sketch. Uh, sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be every man for himself. Like, screw you guys. I'm sorry you got caught. I'm going home. Yeah. Well, science is, um, as uh, the whole controller thing, I guess there's a discussion on, um, hands versus, uh, keypad or as keypad, a controller gamepad. Um, so he loves Subnautica VR without his controller or without his hands. He loves it the way it is and would, would prefer it that way. And that's exactly what I think there should be options. If somebody wants to play if in the future, Subnautica then comes out a new version, you have the old way. And then the person that wants to swim everywhere physically, um, can do it. Right. So, yeah, again, back to what we said a moment ago, you do you and I'll do me, bro. Everybody likes different things. Yeah, absolutely. In the, uh, in the world of the, in the uh, immortal words of the wise Yukon Cornelius, uh, you like peanut butter, I like pea soup. You <laughs> eat what you eat, I eat what I like. Yeah. <laughs> you say potato, uh, anyway. I say potato, right? <laughs> right, right. After Dark VR, Algo Interactive, January 21st, Steam Early Access. Looks fun. And uh, Anshar... Hyperdrive, Hitman 3, After Dark VR. Um, it's, I think it's safe to say that uh, January is no longer a dead month for VR. Uh, this is a hell of a week, and next week is going to be just as nuts, if not more so. Yeah, so mod week, or mod, yeah, mod month became uh, mod, uh, we'll, we'll check them out over several months. And, yeah, uh, mod, <laughs> the mods, yeah, the mods are just going to be uh, kind of a new segment now. We're going to check check one or two out per month and talk about it yeah uh but yeah we got games we have to focus on and uh twist my arm i might have to uh jump into some hitman 3 this week yeah i think i might be playing a couple hours of hitman 3 i didn't get that far into it even though it was amazing on the playstation i'm really excited to check it out i, I think I'm... A, i put a lot of, i put a lot of time into it but did not make it very far into it see i'm gonna do the opposite approach i'm gonna hit, hit um hitman 3 and just go because i don't i mean the story will be cool i don't i don't know man i is it, 
Okay, let me know in the chat or in the comments. Is am I missing something? If I go straight to Hitman 3, is it is gonna be like Roots, you fucked up, you ruined everything. Now you're screwed. Well, I will say this. Um, from what I understand of the Hitman story, there there is a bit of a reveal mm. in in the this is the Hitman 3, it's the final installment. Mm. So like it's the conclusion of the story. So yeah take that as you will well my thing is i just don't know that i'm gonna end up playing all three of them from beginning to end right so is it gonna make that much difference do i i i you know what i mean oh. <laughs> and because he said the guy that said bumbles bounce yeah that guy that's the one <laughs> uh, who doesn't love bumble no, bounce? But yeah, man, you want to play Hitman 3, go for it. You eat what you eat, I eat what I like. Ah, that's right. Peanut butter. I said, okay, I forgot about that. That was just happened a couple seconds ago, and I already forgot. Uh, anyway, um, we move out. We move away from what's out this week onto the Viveport report. There is new stuff to play on Viveport, namely, and this surprises me, the Shore VR. We've been talking a lot about the Shore VR lately, as it just uh hit steam early mm. access a week ago and uh here it is already on viport even in its own uh early access state uh the shore vr available for all to play how cool i forgot about that not to take away from talking about the shore but uh is blast on is not on viport infinity is it do we know not anymore i don't think so it used to be i think it, it's not no it's played its on. Force. okay yeah this yeah. looks beautiful right now, with that said, we probably had Blast on in our Viport libraries because of hmm. the uh, the VIP thing. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be a good way to try it then, right? Absolutely. Yeah, but no, this looks uh, but amazing. No, the, this is a puzzle game, right? Yeah, this is a puzzle game. It's a Lovecraftian horror game. Very heavily uh, relies on the, uh, the, the Lovecraft mythos uh, to uh, create this world and, and these creatures that you encounter in it. Um it is an early access game it is unfinished from what i understand uh very beautiful people were raving about how the mm. game looks um but again not finished uh, as far as the gameplay goes uh there, there's still some work to be done here is kind of the reason why i didn't um well, we didn't review it last week mm. uh, I, I wanted, i'm still going to get in and check it out um but if the reviews if it turns out to be that the reviews are true we'll probably wait to do a review on it yeah absolutely you said horror right i didn't pick the wrong character here that would be awkward i feel like we're talking about some kind of like really <laughs> cool kids game or something and i brought busted out this guy that'd be awkward yeah yeah that would be uh that would be awkward but this is a horror <laughs> game as okay. you can as you can see on the screen there lots of weird shit going on um i love it you know i love this type of stuff uh if, you, if i'm gonna play a puzzle game this is the type of puzzle game i want to play yeah it looks so, cool um, yeah yep. for sure and the flat the, the flat version of the shore critically acclaimed a game that people love uh this is the first vr work from the uh, developer aries dragonis so um i'm sure it's going to get better with time and it probably has already been patched now that uh now that i think about it yeah so definitely check it out, Viveport Infinity. This is yet another reason why you should have Viveport Infinity. And um, the ghoul questions your soul if you don't uh, if you don't have it. So and you don't want your soul to be questioned, <laughs> by the ghoul, bro. No, absolutely not. 
right, uh, that brings us to our next reminder and uh this is the segment uh where we all we ask all of you to take a moment to join us to support the development community the the game developers that have kept us in games throughout our years in vr uh it's not that hard to give a little back to these people and there, there's two ways that we go about it one is by wishlisting games that literally all it takes is one click to put a game on your wish list and uh this means a lot there's a reason why these developers constantly ask for people to wishlist their games. It's important. It's important for their placement on the store pages. It's important for them to gauge uh, how much interest there is in their games. Uh, it's an easy way that you can support your developer without putting any money into it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but if you do want to donate a little bit more of your time, uh, you could also write a game review. I mean, how many great games out there are there that have been uh, undiscovered because there's no reviews for them. Uh, there's tons of them and it doesn't take long. You can take two minutes and, and type out a couple of sentences about a game, give it four stars, give it five stars. And a lot of people make their purchasing decisions based on what these reviews say. So it's important. It's the most important thing you can do for a developer outside of buy their game is leave a review. So, um, that's what this time is allotted for. This is the moment where we all should uh, should, should do our part to uh, help support these amazing studios, help give them a reason to uh, make sure that their next game is going to be a VR game instead of a traditional one. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the things I said when um, when I told you guys I that it, uh, 2076 was out a month and a half before we even knew it. Um, I said, dude, what blew me away was only 11 reviews. Only 11 people saying, yeah, this game is good. I don't know what it's at now, but definitely one of those things that if you know a game is good, why would you not want to like let everybody else know and help the developers? Because uh, I'm one of those people, like specifically. Um, I've bought games because of good reviews. Um, Crashland was one of them. Like I didn't even know what it was, but after there was so many rave reviews, I bought it. Uh, imagine if 2076 had 150 very good reviews, it'd be flying off the shelf. Shadowgate, another example. Everybody should be fucking raving about that game and saying, dude, this game, this developer is, is like a, a genius, a legend in the industry and look what he's done and everybody should be playing it. Right. So I don't know. I definitely want to be, uh, that's what I would be focusing on. If you if you're lazy, wish wish list absolutely, or do both wish list and leave a banger review, right? Or even just say that you hey get this game, it's good. You don't have to like put a fucking book in there. I'm totally going the wish list route this week, um, in the interest of time for the show here, and I'm going to wish list uh, after Dark VR because I think it looks cool, and uh, I would like to help raise the profile of this game on the store now uh roots what we were just talking about with the with the reviews imagine if everybody had to leave a review uh when they bought a game you had to leave a review um i mean what a difference that would make on the storefront for some of these games yeah absolutely that's just i don't know man it's just the way it is you know and for whatever reason um and maybe it's the youth uh the quest People on the quest, they seem to review a lot more, a lot better on games as they come out than any other platform I've seen. Um, Steam does pretty let good too, you, but not. Let for me now. ask you this: 
if you th do you think that if everyone uh had to review their vr games on steam do you honestly think that cooking simulator vr would have been the steam vr game of the year last year cooking simulator vr was the steam vr game of the year last year what do you think that is uh because i guess people that love cooking actually took an interest to make the review or i you know that's that blows me away mash what do you feel about that i know you love uh cooking okay. games so um that's crazy he says uh matt Mache, he says i'm back what did i miss we did a great segment on lost recipes make yeah. sure that's what you missed yep and i don't care what you think bro i'm excited for lost recipes okay because it's historically accurate and it's time travel and you get to be a ghost bro it's not it's not uh it's not the uh the 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 burger maker games that we've been playing it's different okay it's different that's right yeah. garden of the sea is game of the year he said <laughs> it is it is it I, should I agree be with that. it should be Statement wholeheartedly yeah um and chicken of the sea should be uh the the meat of the year because it's uh i like tuna bro yeah simplex says the non-vr gamers trolled us and um, it makes me sad, Wes. I don't, I just, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> Masher, not a fan of the Lost Recipes concept. Bro, it's Shell Games. You think it's going to be bad, really? No way. No way. Yeah. Anyway, um, with that said, that brings us to our eighth, I'm sorry, our eighth, our fourth and final reminder this week and every week. And that is how you can do your part to support us, our channel, and our community. Of course, if you're new to the channel, the best thing that you could do, the easiest way to help us, uh, you know, grow into what our destiny has allotted for us is uh, by clicking the big red subscribe button and the bell. This will allow you to stay up to date with all of our ever increasing content library including uh, our new shows on Sunday, our, uh, our discussion and review shows on Wednesday, our live streams on Tuesday night, and Saturdays. We're streaming a lot on Saturdays now uh, and more. Don't forget about On Location, guys. We have a, a bunch of great guests li lined up for On Location special episodes this uh, year. You guys aren't going to believe what we've got in store for you, and you might miss out unless you hit that big red button and hit that bell so that uh, the YouTubes will talk to you and remind you, yo, bro, Virtual Strangers is on the air in 30 minutes. Uh, you might want to stop doing what you're doing uh, and your wife will get over it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, if you'd like to do a little something extra to support us, you can do so by pledging to support us on Patreon, where as little as $3 Per month will get you access to our weekly show notes it'll get you access to insider updates it will get you access even to the occasional exclusive content all for three dollars per month that's less than a dollar per week uh that's a pretty damn good deal bro if you ask me yeah the show notes alone are worth that yeah the show notes the um occasional money show uh anything that this is the thing anything that for whatever reason sometimes we record stuff and we decide not to put it out but it always goes to the patrons so they get to see it so yeah that, that's the kind of type of stuff more often than not that's ending up there uh ending up on there these days we don't do money shows a whole lot anymore just because uh our content schedule our, our actual for everybody content schedule mm -hmm. has grown to the point that whenever we've got time to get together 
and play together we're, we're doing something for for the channel proper but still plenty of exclusive content to share through our own personal gameplays and stuff and and stuff that we capture um you know if i'm playing something i'm streaming and if i'm not streaming it then i'm going to record it and those recordings are going to go to the patrons so uh again it's, it's not very much money and uh what it does is it helps uh you know, empower us to, to do things like the 14 hour 2021 show or, or have new uh, graphics like we have here and all the nice bells and whistles we added on at the end of last year, that was all through donations. Um, and uh, we very much appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Especially, especially the Khajiit. I didn't even know I was a Khajiit. You're a piece of Khajiit, if you ask me. Hey, easy now. Is the Khajiit <laughs> are now offended? Yeah, well, I don't want to offend that segment of our audience. It's a key demographic. Oh, that's right. There's a lot of people that love that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, as you can see on the screen there, the final reminder is uh, for you to come home. Mikasa Zukasa, and Mikasa is the virtual strangers Discord mm. server. There's an invitation. You'll find it down below in the description and all you gotta do is click that thing and you will be magically transported to the place where we reside when we're not on the air. If we're not on the air, then we're in the discord and uh, it's not just us. It's about three or 400 other people who are like-minded talking about life, playing games together. Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, just a load of good people on there uh, on a day in day out basis uh, do you crave social interaction and community? Uh, well, I have just the thing for you. It's the Virtual Strangers Discord community, free of charge for everyone. Uh, all you got to do is click your ticket down below. That's free. And there's always people that are um, letting know, you know what games you have uh, that are out for free, one of us being us. Uh, really cool articles and D-Rail helping people get PlayStation 5s like Chinatown D did. And uh, yeah, that's really cool definitely join yeah maybe yeah maybe a game's on sale and you don't know whether or not you should pick it up or not and you don't want to wait up for the strangers in the night episode to find out how good it is you can just ask us directly on discord and we don't kind of do that save it for the show thing if you ask we're going to give you our opinion no matter uh no matter what time it is so um uh, of course embargo notwithstanding if we, if we have something under embargo we don't share that but uh, we will give you our opinion uh, to the extent of our ability anytime you ask for it. So, uh, again, invitation down below. Be sure to join up. We will be there 24-7 for you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Chinatown D says, loving Returnal. Man, it's such a good game, right? Best it's game. It's so good, dude. It's Yeah, it's the best flat game I've ever played, I think, like. It, it gripped me, bro, for a month. Like it had me. I wasn't playing VR or anything. I was it's still internal. It still kind of has you a little bit. Like it a just a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I streamed it what the week before last. That was what I streamed because that's what I wanted to play. People kept talking about it, and I got it in my mind. And I, you know, the cool thing is, I put three or four hours into it. I'm still on that run because you can save your runs now. You don't have to like worry about losing them if. uh if you want to take a break so i cleared the entire first biome and uh and did a little bit of the second one um before i paused it and uh whenever i go back in it'll be 
nice and ready for me. I'm on a good run. I have my rock, rock gland lobber, level 10 rock gland lobber already mm. at the beginning of, uh, uh, of the second biome. And, uh, we're, we've got some good parasites and, uh, I got to unlock yeah, those, uh, like level up my, that's the one gun I said sucked and you were like, that's the best one. Um, but I, I got to level it up. You watch my stream, dude, you'll see why it's the best one because you can nail these enemies one time and it hurts them for like 15 seconds, just drains their energy. Oh, fuck. Like down, down, it keeps hitting and hitting and hitting them and hitting them. It, it uh, so like literally, I go to a door, I'll open the door, I'll nail the enemy, I'll back out of the door and I'll just see their health bar going ding, 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 down and down and down. And if you compare that with a, um, what's it called a damage siphon that fills up your energy as you damage the enemies then you're you're golden man they can't touch you wow you sold me i've been thinking about going back in and streaming it myself it's a great streaming game because even when you have like a, a a crap run and die you just start another one and hours melt away so. plus people always pop in like new viewers uh, because people like to watch people play Returnal. Yeah, who doesn't love Returnal? I would say communists don't like it. Then uh, that's coming from Donkey. Shytown uh, D said that stream clinched the buy for me on it. And mm. um, speaking of clinching a stream, I'm clinching one right now. Uh, so <laughs> with that said, folks, uh, I'd like to thank you all once again for watching. For Roots here, I'm Wes. We'll see you in a couple of days, friends. I know. Take it easy. Right, yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah, no, I think we were just as. Uh... Oh, hey, my mic's on.
Thank you.